There's people critical of these special meetings. And they say, well, y'all get together once a year and that's the only time you really get happy. Have you not read your Old Testament? God made seven special feasts throughout the year. The people would labor and work and be sick and bury people and mourn. There were special festival days when all of God's people went to the Lord's house to celebrate. Yeah, we get together on these special occasions and yeah, we get happy because he's our God. And the warfare is waiting and the work is waiting and the worries are waiting and the wear and tear is waiting. This is scriptural to come together and he rolls our burdens off and we praise him and thank him. Something wrong with you when God's people have joy and it makes you upset. Yeah. These preachers, you're, listen preachers, you're too spiritual if God's people get happy and it tears your little world up. I'm willing to say that you might be an unregenerate minister. Well, Brother Langston had 30 or 40 of them over there. They thought they were the best Christians until Jesus walked in the room. And they wanted to get out and they wanted to be quick and formal. Turned out when their Savior walked in the room, they wanted to get out. They didn't like all that praying, all that singing, all that worship. What in the world? I'm going to go ahead and say you might get some unregenerate professors. Bless the Lord. Sister Dow, she's my favorite preacher out of the whole family. <laughs> if you're a new Christian, we know God don't call women to preach. Earl Hughes, the old mountain preacher from Blue Ridge, Georgia, said the Lord don't have to call women to preach. They've already got the gift. <laughs> All joking aside, Sister Dow, know where you came from. And do you know how many drunks and dope addicts and early graves are in them hollers of West Virginia? That's all there is. <laughs> his poverty, his drugs, it was hell. It was broken families and broken lives. And she, she's one that had escaped. <laughs> Genesis 14 said the, the veil was full of slime pits. But there came one that had escaped. <laughs> and it's my favorite part of the year when she gets happy and goes to testify. I just go ahead and resign Brother Dow for an hour. Resign him. He's resigned. Let her have the floor. Elijah, you got that from your mother, son. I heard a great message two weeks ago on Timothy. A man came to a large, you girls all right? A man came to a large preacher's fellowship and he said 
I'm just going to have to obey God. He told me to preach my Mother's Day sermon. And there wasn't but three women there and a hundred men. But he read Timothy. Paul said, I remember your mother and your grandmother. Every time I seen Timothy's tears, he said, the unfeigned faith that dwelt first in thy grandmother and then in thy mother. Oh, thank God there's some first. There was a grandma that had something first. But her daughter wanted it. And her daughter got it. And then her daughter gave birth to a little baby boy, kind of a timid fella, kind of a tender fella. He wasn't rough and tough a fighter. That was Titus. Timothy was, he had that tender side. And that daughter who wanted what her mother had had a son. Didn't know it would be the great apostles preacher boy. Well, Brother James Langston, old man, he's 87, still alive, old man of God. You're right about the ball. He said the devil will roll any ball through America of any size. A bowling ball, a golf ball, a football, a basketball, a baseball. And he said, everybody in America jump right into hell chasing a ball. I say amen. You pardon me one minute. Sex, science, and sports is the God of this nation. And they're all chasing the dollar bill. Give a rip, you boys never catch a football, dunk a basketball, throw a baseball, hit a golf ball. Thank God. Put the ball down, pick a Bible up. There's a race to run, amen. There's a finish line to cross. There's a hole in one. There is a hole on top of Golgotha. They dropped a cross in that thing, <laughs> <laughs> I told Sister Smith, she's got one of the most beautiful, special families I've ever seen in my life. That precious young lady right there, old Brother Samuel, God's little warrior. Our little special angel. And this little one, you're going to spend her life and y'all just holding each other. But in that thousand year reign, <laughs> Oh, glory, glory. There's lost people in here. There's people that's never been born again sitting in this room tonight. Not just young ones either. There's old ones in here that's never been saved. I'm not a prophet or a son of a prophet, and I would never point nobody out. That's as far as I'll go, but I'll say that. 
There's lost people sitting in here. There's young ones that's never been born again. And there's older ones in here that have never been born again. Hell's burning right below the crust mantle of this earth. It's in the heart of the earth. Heaven's glowing right above that blue veil. The Son of God died on a cross for you. And if you can sit in this and walk away from Him, that's on you. That's on you. Sister Amanda, while you're testifying, this young couple here holding this precious baby. And I was watching her, watching you. And what God put in you a long time ago is the only thing going to bring these young couples through the hour that we live. <laughs> you young men, be a good meeting to ask God to fill you with the Holy Ghost. You won't speak in tongues and turn into a woman preacher and all that crazy, all them charismatic channels on TV. You won't see silly visions and ask widows to send their money to a TV program. Help me now. But you boys get full of the Holy Ghost. You'll have power to defeat Satan out there. You'll have power to defeat sin in there. Satan's out there and sin's in there. And the Holy Ghost... Give you power to overcome what's out there and what's in here. <laughs> you say, I want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, he's not playing games and he ain't messing with your mind. He gave you his son. He'll give you all of his spirit. Moment you got saved, the Holy Spirit moved in. And he ain't never moving out. But the Holy Spirit will fill you with power. He will. Ask him for it. I'd lay on my face in a meeting like this. This meeting just won't slow down, Brother Dow. We started on the top of the mountain and have jumped up in the clouds. Hallelujah. I've seen Elon Musk going by in a space rocket. Seen him headed over to the Bermuda Triangle. I know what he's doing. But oh, bless the Lord. Honey, I ain't worried about going to space. I'm going higher than that after a little while. I'd find me a place in this room somewhere and ask God to help me. Some of you need to be saved. Some of you need to learn how to bring your babies and your wives and get on an altar and ask God for help. Well, y'all just once a year get all high. Yep, that's God's arrangement. That's how we make it through the year. He calls us in for special occasions. Y'all sang for us. Since y'all been over here two hours, I'll let you. Y'all rear back and sing. Y'all obey the Lord. Hallelujah.
believe he's standing in the
spend eternity in a lake of fire. Die in your sins, but you'll be judged according to your works.
Take your Bibles and go to Hebrews chapter 10. Your eternal souls are very, the only matter that matters. Some of you have lived a long life and have yet to be born again and washed in the blood. You will spend an eternity in hell if you neglect your opportunity that's from God to come and be saved. Some of you are young and your whole life's in front of you. He may never knock at your door again. It is a whosoever will. But it is not necessarily a whensoever will. Proverbs 1, don't turn there, but he said, uh, you'll call on me and I'll laugh at you because when I called on you, you laughed at me. Hebrews The Lord's got me thinking of chapter 13 where we read the other night for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace. That's what the book of Hebrews was written for to show them very religious Jews that it is not in the law, it's in grace. It's not in their works, it's in His work. It's not in their Old Testament lambs, it's in that one New Testament lamb the grace of God. Now the Lord's let us hear some great scripture tonight. Wasn't that amazing? Oh, that's as powerful as anything you'll ever sit in. I don't need to see fireworks and know the power of God. That was as powerful as anything you'll ever sit in. Yes. Romans 5, Ephesians 2, John 1, Colossians 1. <laughs> That's enough, wasn't it? That's enough to take you all the way through. The Lord will help me. I'm just going to be a moment. I want our hearts to be established with grace. 
Look in chapter 9, verse 12. Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of an heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifieth to the purifying of the flesh. In other words, if them Old Testament rituals and requirements sanctified to the outward purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God Purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Verse 22. By the way, verse 14 had the Trinity in it. There was the blood of Christ. There was the eternal spirit. There was the offering to God. What about all three? can get in one little verse. How about all three of the Godhead got in one little vessel in a Bethlehem barn? How about all three that inhabits eternity can fit down in your heart? Verse 22, And almost all things are by the law purged with blood. Hebrews 9, 22. And without shedding of blood is no remission. It was therefore necessary that the patterns of things in the heavens should be purified with these, but the heavenly things themselves with better sacrifices than these. For Christ has not entered into the holy places made with hands. Not that tabernacle that Moses had, not the temple that David Solomon built, but into heaven itself, now to appear in the presence of God for us. Mm. Nor yet that he should offer himself often as the high priest enters into the holy place every year with the blood of others, for then must he often have suffered since the foundation of the world. But now, once... You Baptist, we hear that you're once saved, always saved. Yep. Got it right. The word blood is in Hebrews 9 more than any other chapter in the New Testament. And the word once is in Hebrews 9 more than any other chapter in the Bible. I'm going to say it, put them together, see if it means something to you. Blood. Once. Blood. Once. Blood. Once. He only had to shed it once. And he only had to dip me in it once. Well, I've heard that you Baptists believe that once you get saved, you can do anything you want to. That's true. That's very true. Once you get saved, you can do anything you want to then. The little part you might be missing is what Jesus does to your want to when you get saved. 
that might be the little piece you're missing. As he messes with you, want to. And the old flesh, pastor's done taught us this week, the old flesh still wants to. But there's somebody in me, greater in me, greater is he that is in me than the inner me. He crawled down inside deeper than the inner me. Y'all's ain't helping me. There's the Trinity. Tell me the three parts of man. God's three in one, and He made you three in one. What are your three parts? That First Thessalonians five seventeen, I think, said that God that, that man is a body, soul, spirit. Mm-hmm. A direct reflection of God. We were created in His image. Jesus was the body. It pleased the Father that in Him should all the fullness of the Godhead dwell bodily. Hebrews 7, but a body hast thou prepared me. Why? So we can see God. Philip said, show us the Father. Jesus said, what you think you've been looking at? Y'all help me now. God's the soul. I wonder what the Holy Spirit is. Oh, he must be the Spirit. <laughs> Let me tell you something. When Jesus died, He went to all three places to save you. The three parts of God went to the only three worlds that are. I reject the evolutionist and the NASA crowd. I got a heaven and an earth and a veil in between, and a hell below. You can't show me nothing else in the Bible. When Jesus died, his body went to the grave, went into the earth. His soul went to hell, and his spirit went to heaven. When he died, it's like God took the eight ball, boom, but hit it, and he went in all three different directions. You can read it in Psalm 116. You can read it in Acts 2. My soul, thou wilt not leave in hell. You can read it in the Gospels. When he had cried with a loud voice, he gave up the ghost, Father, into thy hands I commend my Okay, this is not calculus. If his soul went to hell, his spirit went to heaven, and his body went in the earth. When Jesus died, he went to the only three worlds they are and saved me in all three of them. His body went to the earth because that's where our minds are going. Dust to dust, ashes to ashes. Y'all ain't helping me. So when they put my body in the ground, he done been there. And Joe Parsons said that Jesus, when he died, his soul went to hell and scraped yours off the bottom of it. He went to hell and scraped you off the bottom of it. 
He pulled you up out of a horrible pit. And then when he died, his spirit went up and made a little place next to God for you to be with God. You say, I don't believe that. That would make you more of an unbeliever than anything. You might want to rethink that business. It don't go well with unbelievers. Not at the second coming. Taking vengeance and flaming fire on them that know God and them that believe not the gospel. Do you know anybody that don't believe the gospel? It was a choice. There's no sinner stand in judgment and say, Lord, I'm going to hell because you never gave me a chance. Not one naked savage in a jungle, not one far off heathen in a heathen pagan land, not one man will ever stand before God and say, well, here I go into the lake of fire, innocent and naive because you never gave me a chance. John 1, that light lights every man that comes in the world. Titus 1 and 2, the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Romans 1, he gave us creation. He gave us a conscience. And he gave us Calvary. And if nobody ever told you about Calvary, God told you about creation and the conscience he put in you will respond to either light or darkness. That's what he done for you. He went to all three worlds and provided salvation in all three. And I ain't going to hell because he done went. And I am going to heaven because he done went. And I ain't scared of going to the grave because he done went. I closed my Bible, but don't close yours. Go look at Hebrews 7. Hurry. You should only have to flip backwards once or twice to be there. Is it chapter 6? Verse 19, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. I get tickled at all the Pentecostals that go to Hebrews 6 to lose their salvation. They stop somewhere around verse 5 or 6 and try to lose their salvation. Please keep it coming, keep it coming. Keep, keep this way, this way, keep coming this way. Keep. There's more verses in that chapter. And if you get down in there, it says full assurance. What verse is that? Somebody tell me. I read my Bible in the late 80s. Verse 11. Full assurance. Somebody read verse 9. What verse does it say? But, yeah, there's verse 9. Them people losing their salvation, them first eight verses ain't never had it. That little but beloved changes everything. But beloved, we're persuaded better things than you, things that accompany salvation. Well, let me do a backward double somersault and shout all over Stamford. Won't take long. Mmm. 
Come on down. Looking for that forerunner. Verse 19, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and which enters into that within the veil, whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made in high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. What do you think about our forerunner? He's passed through the heavens. There was three parts of that tabernacle. An outer court, an inner court, and a holy place. There's three heavens. The first one where you breathe air. The second one where stars twinkle. And the third one on the other side of that great crystal sea where God lives. What about there's three parts of God, three parts of man, three heavens. There's three worlds. Y'all ain't helping me. What was the pastor talking about last night? Saved man can't sin. The saved man in you can't sin. No sin in him. His seed remaineth in him. Let me explain that a little more. Let me explain that. Explain it. Your spirit's your core. It's where God lives when he moves in. Your soul surrounds that spirit. And that's where you live. That's where you have fear. It's where you have anger. It's where you have jealousy, envy. It's where you have lust. It's where you have covetousness. It's where you have doubts. It's where you have struggles. That soul's where you live. That spirit's where he lives. That body houses all of it. Is y'all's is with me? Okay. Yours is with me? Okay. A saved man's two-thirds sanctified. A lost man's only two-thirds alive. Saved man, his spirit is saved. His soul being sanctified. Jesus lives in your spirit. The spirit operates in your soul, fights the old stuff in there. And that body's going to be saved on the way up the shouting trumpet day. Lost man ain't got nothing but a soul and a body. He's dead and blind and helpless and hopeless. And he can't be nothing, do nothing but be run by sin and Satan. And his spirit is dead. It's deflated to the point it might not even be there, I think. You see, the two-thirds business, two-thirds business. He's two-thirds alive and he's all dead. And we're two-thirds alive in that old dead carcass. It's a dying every day. When that trumpet sounds and that voice of the archangel, voice of God... He'll change our vile body on the way up that'll be fast and like unto his glorious body. His y'all's is with me, he's right there. <clears throat> oh my. Now what he is talking about, when God saves you, he breathes into your spirit if it's even there. That's what died in the garden. You say, Well, I thought it said the soul. 
The reason there's so much emphasis on the Old Testament about the soul is because that's all there was. More emphasis on that. The spirit had died. And soul, spirit's used interchangeably, if you can understand it. You get over in the New Testament, in chapter, the second page, somebody got baptized and something came out of heaven. Who got baptized? Jesus. Did the heavens open? What came down? Same thing that left out. Your spirit died in that second page of the Old Testament. His spirit came on that second page of the New. And the reason is you get confused about soul and spirit because one's emphasized in the Old and the other's emphasized in the New. And if you try to make some things fit together, you shove a circle in a square hole. I don't know if there is such a thing as a square hole. I get my round and flat things all mixed up. That's Brother Dow. <laughs> Got new few that are saved right now. All of God moved in all of your spirit. All of God took up residence in all of your spirit. You ain't in there. The saved you is. You and God are living in that saved place and there ain't nothing and there's no sin in it, nothing but His seed. And when God corrects us, He don't reach down and smack us. He reaches out and throttles us. God don't reach down from heaven and acting like that. No, He reaches out. He's inside you. He reaches out and then goes back in. Help me now. We're such a mess, he couldn't send us salvation. He had to bring it. He, we're such a mess, he just had to move in. I'm moving in. I'll just move in. I'll move in and fix all this. And the spirit man in me is working on the old man that's in me, but it ain't completely inner me. It's outer inner me. Who could go in that holy of holies? Nobody. The blood, the Shekinah, the Shekinah glory. The, the seraphim, holy, holy, holy. That's what little Ivan likes to say when he gets plugged all the way in. Holy, holy, holy. And I'm sure he don't always act like that. Where's mama? But thank God, thank God it's in him. Because I don't always act like that. Because I live in my soul. But God lives in my spirit. And greater is he that is in me than me that is in me. Making sense? It's Bible. It's Bible. If you die without Christ, you'll go to hell even though he done went there for you. You won't be able to go to heaven even though he went there for you. I'm... uh, he went to all three worlds, went to all three heavens. Mm. He came down to breathe the air of the first heaven, walked amongst us. He cleared out them devils, principalities, thrones, powers. Who got to read that part? Thrones, principalities, powers, dominions. 
You remember Daniel praying 21 days and here come Michael from heaven? But the prince of Persia met him. Oh, there's a lot going on in that second heaven. Y'all believe in UFOs? You ought to. You're looking at a bunch. They took off yet. If you're saved, you're fixing to be. You, this world ain't, they're going to be unidentified to this world. There's a whole bunch of flying objects in here we just ain't took off yet. I'm going to close now. Would you go softly play, whichever one of it is that plays? Come on. We'll take the male, love it. Come on, Mr. Man, love it. Walk real slow. Some of these Nebraska girls are praying for a husband. <laughs> they got nothing but wheat and soybeans out here. Boy, walk slow. These poor girls are praying. These other boys are their cousins. We don't want that to happen. I want him to softly play. I want to say something to you. Hey, if you die without Christ, you'll go to a devil's hell. Some of you is empty, dark, deflated. Softly play, son. I want you to bow your heads. I don't really want you to do much business with me. But I want you to do business with God. Hey, some of you, Jesus has moved on the inside. He's took up residence. He moved in your spirit, resurrected it, residing in it. He said, well, I have an awful time with sin. That's a real good sign because he's in there fighting it. That's why you're having such a warfare is because you are saved. Preacher, I have such an awful time wrestling and fighting with sin. That's how we know you're saved. God's in you fighting that good fight. Some of your servants of sin, slaves of sin, He's never once moved in. You've never been washed in the blood. There is a lake of fire where their torment ascendeth up forever. The worm dies not, the fire's not quenched. The rich man still in hell begging for a drop of water. On his tongue. The world and Hollywood and television makes fun of the church. They make fun of the preachers. They make fun of the gospel. They make fun of eternity. But the first five seconds in hell, they'll no longer be mocking and laughing. Who here needs to be saved? I'm going to ask you like this. I'm not going to come to you. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm going to stay right here. And this question is between you and God. 
I give you my word, I will not make a spectacle of you. This is between you and God. I'll stay right here and let you and God do business. Is there somebody here that cares enough for your eternal soul? Got enough courage to tell me, tell this evangelist, I'm not saved. I've never been saved. I'm lost. I'm concerned for my I'm concerned for my eternal soul. I'm lost and I'm afraid I'm lost. Would you slip your hand up and at least let me say a prayer for you tonight? I'm not going to come to you and embarrass you. I'm afraid I've never been saved, preacher. Would you slip your hand up? There was a hand that went up, and I feel like there needs to be more. The power of God's here tonight, and He came to save sinners. I can always smell that particular flavor, it's unique. When God shows up in a service to save sinners, it feels unlike the many other services. And He's here to save tonight. If you'll walk down here and get on your face and call on the Lord, He'll save you. I want everybody to stand. Brother Langston, would you come and sing over here the Just As I Am? Y'all church, sing along with the Pastor Langston. It might not hurt if a few Christians came on out and prayed for the lost. Come down and pray that God will save sinners. It might help us tonight. If you're here without Christ, would you come? Would you come tonight? Would you come? Oh, Lord. God, Lord, it'll take your power. It'll take your holy power to break through the souls of men. Oh, God, we've been hardened by iniquity. Oh, God. Oh, Lord.
sing the first verse. Church, help him sing. As I am Lord but that I will Sing the last verse, preacher. Oh, God. second verse our pastor's coming let's help him sing the second I am waiting not that I got saved on an August night of 1984. It was like it was yesterday, but something different about that night. We went through the invitation, the song was sung, and the whole time I knew I was lost. Are you listening to me tonight? I'm not trying to waste your time. The whole time that invitation was going, God, the Holy Ghost, nobody, no mama, no daddy, no preacher, nobody was trying to tell me you're lost. As far as I know, I don't ever remember anybody ever telling me that, but God told me that. I heard enough of the Word of God that God opened, He lifted the scales in my eyes. The Bible says you're blinded by the God of this world, those that are lost. And I remember the pastor stood forward to the pulpit. And I was praying just a moment ago. And you know this song's going to come to the end and the Lord spoke to my heart and said you remember the night you got saved I said I had the pastor sing one more verse and I'm glad God didn't let go of me kept tugging to my heart I was so much under conviction as a nine year old boy I remember the shoes I was looking at that night still remember the, the gray, gray Nikes with the blue swoosh 
God saved me. I thank God He saved me that night. If you're here tonight and God's been dealing with your heart, I want to tell you, we want to sing one more verse for you. There's still time. It's still the dispensation, the period of time where the grace of God's been poured out. You can be saved. This verse was read tonight, but God, who is rich, I'm glad it didn't stop there. It explained it. Who is rich in mercy. For he, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace you are saved. Tonight you know whether you're dead inside or not, what he preached on. If you're dead, you can come to the one that gives life. Brother Adam's going to sing one first verse one more time. Church, sing. Friend, if you're here tonight and you're lost, all you have to do is run to Him. I promise you. If He's tugging you, by the way, Jesus said, you're not going to get saved unless the Father draw you. That's that conviction, that's power that'll draw you that nobody else can do. A preacher can't draw you to get saved. He can't pull you to get saved. But God the Holy Ghost can. And the Father's great love can. Let's sing this last verse. This could be your last verse. Why don't you come to Christ? Why don't you come and trust Him? It'll be the greatest day ever of your whole life. Somebody's praying. There's a grandma's prayers wanting to be answered tonight. And there's a mama's prayer wanting to be answered tonight. There's a daddy's prayer that wants to be answered tonight. And there's a savior's prayer that wants to be answered tonight. If you'd come to him. just for a moment tonight could you give a clear testimony of your salvation do you remember when you were in darkness and you came to him and he put you in his marvelous light do you remember the transaction that take, took place that night or that day if you can talk about that day and you can tell when that, that event when you came to Christ everybody's is different but yet everybody's is the same you had to come to Christ. You had to come to Him. He bid you to come and you came. Do you remember? If you don't have that testimony, you need to get saved. If you didn't come to Christ, I don't care how many times you prayed, if you didn't come to Christ, you had to come to Christ. Jesus said, I'm the way, the way, the way. He's talking about sports. People gives their lives trying to get to the end zone. The end zone. 
They literally break their necks trying to get to the end zone or keep somebody from getting the end zone. But I'm going to tell you, Jesus is the way to heaven. You're going to lose it all if you don't go to the way. I'm the way, the truth. The devil will lie to you, and I, I guarantee you that somebody's lying to tonight. Well, just put it off. You don't have to get saved. No, you don't have to. You can die lost and go to hell. That's the devil's lie. He won't tell you the whole story. It's like watching a commercial on TV. I want to show you all the lies. I try to show you all the lust and the lies. They don't show you the end of those things. And Satan's a liar and he's been a liar from the beginning. That's what Jesus said. I'm going to tell you tonight, don't believe the lies. Come to the way, the truth. Come to the one that will give you life tonight. I don't know what God's doing. I, I, I Very rarely do I prolong invitations. But God's trying to get a hold of somebody's heart tonight. Mm. The Bible says He's long-suffering and patient. Won't you come to the one that's altogether lovely? One more verse. Sing that first verse one more time. Just as you are, why don't you come? He loves you the way you are. But He wants to change you. first verse do you realize how lost you are you won't come to Christ I hope you realize it tonight we shed for you softly heavenly father you're working now lord you're working in some hearts here i don't know all you're doing lord i do think you're bidding others to come lord we plead thy will be done lord we know it's not your will as the scripture says it's not the will of god that any should perish but that all should come to repentance Lord, that turning from their self to turning to Christ. Father, we pray you divine will that you save that which is lost here tonight. God, we pray you divine will that you would take the darkness and turn it into light. God, I pray, Lord, you'd take death. And Lord, I pray you'd bring forth life. Father, I pray, Lord, you'd work in the hearts. Father, there's not a saved person here that wouldn't rejoice and be glad to see one sinner come to Christ. Lord, I read in Luke chapter 15 how Jesus, I had it recorded in the Word of God by the Apostle John. Lord, how that in heaven there's rejoicing when one sinner comes to Christ. Father, tonight it'd be a great time of rejoicing if one sinner just come to Him. I want to say, Lord, 
there's anybody here tonight, Lord, that's just struggling, and they're in the balance. They just don't know. They're confused. Father, I pray they'd run to the Scriptures. Father, I pray they would run to the Word of God and settle it all. Father, I pray they'd grab a preacher tonight and say, Lord, I've got a question and I don't understand. Father, may they not leave with questions in their mind, but may it get settled with the Word of God that standeth sure. When this world's on fire one day, the Word of God will still yet stand. Father, I pray, Lord, you'd do what needs to be done. God, you're a good God. You've had a, you've had a, a great fellowship of the Spirit of God here tonight with your children. We bless your good name. Lord, you've worked in hearts. Lord, we just want your will to be done. Lord, we know it's your will people be saved. We know it's your will that they rejoice in their salvation. Lord, we pray thy will be done. In Christ's name. Have you done the will of God tonight? Have you done the will of God? I pray that you have. The Lord's there if you want him. But there is coming a day. There will be a day, Brother Bobby. And there's a multitude in hell right now. Beneath our feet in the heart of the earth, like the preacher said. They're in hell screaming right now. Wishing they'd... Wishing they'd... When they heard about Christ and He tugged at their heart, wishing they'd received Him and come to Him. It is a free gift, but it must be received. Is all hearts free? Anybody here struggle for a long time about being saved? And I just wonder, anybody struggle with a long time where God tugged at their, them for a long time? Mordecai? Anybody else? Brother Dale? Rose? Anybody want to tell about it? All right.